Now the scripture says, and I'm saying, if you allow this word to dwell in you, if you will allow these words over the season to come into you and to stay, this is not, okay, we, we studied that at the beginning of the year and then we moved on to something else. We're not going to move very far from this. This is the kingdom message. This is the hallmark. This is, this is the, the partnering with the message, the apostolic voice that, that goes forth. But if you will choose, if you allow this word to dwell in you, you will be healed, Hallelujah. delivered, yes. transformed, established in your faith and your kingdom identity. You will be on course in your journey. You will be free of pride, free of insecurity, free of competitive comparisons. Your heart will be soft toward God and hard towards the things of the world. Your eyes will see, your ears will hear, your mouth will speak what God wants you to speak. You will move into Holy Spirit-led degrees of intercessory prayer, authority according to the pattern established by the blood of Jesus. The world and the people around you will be changed for the better. Glory to God. Matthew 5.17, Jesus said, Don't think that I've come to destroy the law or the prophets. I've not come to destroy. I've come to fulfill. And his blood speaks of that fulfillment. It speaks of the, the, the this is that, of what God said through the law, what God said through the prophets, the fulfilling of what you could not do except that you had the blood of bulls and goats. And he says, no, I've come to put an end to that and to bring you into the place where the sacrifice is what you can access. And you will get bloody. But it's a different blood. Okay? I was uh, saying with my folks I prayed with last night, we prayed, I said, you're going to get very bloody. This is like, when I see the cross now, I think about crime scenes, and I think about, wow, it was a crime scene, but it was a place of victory at the same time because of the saturation of blood, and I think I read some of that to y'all on Wednesday, but the whole outpouring of this blood that, that changed his appearance, his sin, and all these things came trying to grab at him. And the atmosphere, when this blood was shed, it was a demonic horde that was gathered around at that place of, of the skulls or uh, Calvary. And there was this whole issue of, we got him now. Oh, this is it, and I will do this, and I will do that, and I will do this, and I will do that, because we got him. This one who was a threat to us is no longer a threat. Look at where he is. Kill him. Crucify him. Stir up the crowds. Get him to say it all the time. Crucify him. Men. Defeat us. Beat us up. Take us down. We're going to totally lose. We're total losers here. That L thing. Loser was on the satanic side and they didn't even know it. Yeah, crucify him. Not knowing. His blood says, yeah, do that. <laughs> do that. Do that thing. Do that thing. But you don't know what you've just unleashed when you did it. Okay? This is why he's saying he did a one-time deal. But what we do with his blood in the earth, oh, wow, from the mercy seat on, what we do with his blood in the earth makes all the difference to the earth. 
We activate the voice that has spilled into the earth, that answered the cry of one that was wrongfully killed, and that answers the sin, it answers it solves the problem of all sins. And then we're going to look at just a few more things as we get into um, the, the basic lesson that, that you're going to be studying today, all right? So again, you're going to move through this. This is important for the prayer cause, and if you were, I think everybody is now on a prayer team, a prayer call, but if you're not, this is your week to do it. The email went out to tell you the times you need to get on a call. You want to be in alignment, and the, blood, the message of the blood of Jesus is no joke. Get in alliance. Get in obedience. You hear me? You don't have any excuses, none. So don't make any, just do it, all right? You will move into Holy Spirit-led degrees of intercessory prayer because we're going to come by the walk of blood. When you come from the position of the blood, you're speaking the love of God. You're speaking the faith of God. You're actually speaking the joy of the Lord. The, all of the different aspects, the faith of God, the blood and faith in his blood, that's an exercise of that that takes you in intercessory prayer, not just prayer, not just um, rumble a shumble and so forth, but, but you come into these places where you will see with the eyes that are cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And you'll hear things clearly and you'll know the difference between his voice because his voice always speaks with the sound of his blood and the demons cannot imitate it. So you will know when you're being lied to because his blood testifies of his truth. Are you seeing this? There's so much more to it. Okay. Um, the, you're going to pray. Spirit-led degrees, because degrees is an ascent, ascending from this, you know, the prayers go from this level to this level to this level to this. Yes, I'm praying from my seat, but the rising of it is happening in the earth. It's not an earthbound prayer. <laughs> not even a little bit, okay? Intercessory prayer authority. The authority of the intercessor. The ability to speak, to proclaim, to decree, to declare is, is, is a mandate, as a mandate from God, the command to say. What is an intercessory prayer? It is the prayers that Jesus prays. It is saying precisely what he says, bringing it forth from the heavenly realm into the earth. It is the standing in the gap. It is the saying, no, this nation will not. No, this shall not be. No, this shall not. With the power and the authority that pushes it back, because it's not just contained in hope. It's the hope of God, which is the expectation that what he said to say, he performs it every time. The intercessory prayer, the expectation of the move or the movement, the, the things, the the. the, the uh, establishing of what the Lord said to say that everything that is already in place, all of a sudden, all the curtains are moved and you'll find that everything that you have need of has already been put here. We don't pray catch-up prayers. Oh, you got to hurry up and pray because this incident happened. No, 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 no. The intercessory prayer <laughs> sent it ahead. All you got to do is turn that way. 
change perspective, and you'll see that the response of heaven was there before the cry went out. Before you call. Okay? This is authority that is according to the pattern that is established by the blood of Jesus because the blood has already gone out. The call, the answer is already in the earth. His blood. His word. It's not, see, this, this is the manifestation of the word of God. We're not, oh, I got to pick the blood over the word. No, you don't. It's, it's the same person. It's the blood of the person. The blood of Jesus is the blood of the word of God. It's the word. This involves faith. It took faith for him to let his blood be shed in the first place. He knew it was going to work. We say, well, he didn't know it was going to work. Well, he did. He did, actually. We already saw it with Abraham and even before that because he was slain before the foundation of the world. So he knew it was going to work. God never doubted it. Man did. So that's why we get rid of doubt, because God doesn't have any. Got it? Okay. All right. So, so the world around you and the people around you are going to be changed for the better. You're changing that atmosphere. Let's keep going. You will be. This is still what to expect. You will be highly productive. You will be intentionally obedient. I'm obedient on purpose. I have a purpose. Obedience is a part of it. I don't have any thought to be disobedient anymore. You know, the Lord told me, he said, do you notice the change? It's like, yeah, I'm actually looking for ways to obey. And when I see where I'm like skittering, where, you know, your emotions are, oh, I just, no, you know what? That's not going to be the right way. I can see the thought, but I'm not going to entertain the thought. You don't get to sit down and let's talk about it and let's see if maybe I can find a way to, to you know, still look like I'm obeying. Now, I'm not interested in that anymore. Because as you taste and see the goodness of God, it kind of dulls your taste buds for the other things. And you can't, you know, we always try to, anybody ever tell everybody how you've changed? Okay, sure. Um, That's good. But you know when you see the truth is seen is when somebody tells you. I used to laugh. My mother would give me, I, I say my mother because I was not honoring her in her office. Tell me what to do again. Don't eat that. Do this. Don't do that. Do this. And then after I'd say, sure, I'm going to do that, about two, three months go by, and my mother say, how's your eating plan going? I used to say, when somebody said, how's your diet coming? Obviously it's not because they're asking. They're not telling you. (laughs) If you're obeying, your program or your whatever, the truth is seen. <laughs> How's your diet going? Usually while you're eating a donut. Or you've gone for thirds at a banquet. How's that diet coming for you anyway? That's not a question that they're actually asking. It's a provoking to you to recognize, dude, you ain't fooling nobody but you. Get in obedience. Obedience also includes you not seeing yourself the way the world does, but seeing your life and everything about you the way God says it is. 
So there's a lot of things that have to change. All your fault finding in the, from the wrong place, the wrong quadrant, if you will, it has to stop. Because we have to put the word of the Lord in its proper place. It has preeminence over everything else. So you will be highly productive, intentionally obedient, effective in acts of righteousness. Sorry. Clean, 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 and whole. And we'll get into a lot of that in our lesson. So, and that's just for starters. And it's all guaranteed courtesy of the power-filled voice of the blood of Jesus. He'll back up every bit of this. Okay, so having said that, let's get started. We're going to start with the Genesis, the beginning. It's not the book of Genesis in this case, but it's the quality of Jesus' blood. Go to 1 Peter chapter 1. And this is what I want to establish. What we're establishing is the qualities of the blood. We're going to talk just briefly on how you get to see the blood. And we've, these are words that we've said and words that we sing um, sometimes, but maybe have not taken into ourselves the truth of that word. How do, what's the difference? I'm not talking about just that you believe it, but I mean that you are changed by it, that you are so transformed in that area that you can't falter or go back. That there is a truth about your salvation and a truth about your value that, allow, that causes you to cease and desist from cheapening yourself with the things of the world that are meant to destroy you. Most of us, the sins we fall in, the relationship issues that we have and all that is because we have had a cheap life. We have been taking uh, not even bargain basement, but demonically inspired giftings things that, that are value systems, I'm going to say, that God never said, and it cheapens your life when you've been paid for at a much higher, you've been valued by his blood at a much higher price. All right? So the quality of Jesus' blood according to 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, but we're going to look, um, 1 Peter 1. I'm reading this out of this... Uh, supernatural Bible, but it'll still do it. Verse 18, it says, For you know that you were not redeemed from your vain way of life, inherited from your fathers with perishable things like silver and gold. But you were, he's saying, for you were redeemed with the precious blood of Messiah as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So the word that you would underline or highlight in your Bible is the expression, the precious blood. Because that tells you the value of the blood, the pricing of the blood, okay? We're getting a valuation. And so what the next slide is says that his blood is precious. That's how heaven values yes, the blood yes, of Jesus. Yes, yes. His blood is precious. Out of all the places we could go, why would we go here? Because this is the starter. This is the genesis, the understanding. Why would you require the blood of, of goats and, and bulls all these years as a type and a shadow, as a pattern for what would be required to redeem a life? He said, the most precious thing you have. And it's funny because you say, it's my breath. Well, understand that the blood 
The life of your flesh, Leviticus 17, 11, the life of the flesh is in the blood. So the breathing, the life is in the blood. The, the breathing, you hear the breath of God is synonymous with the blood. It's where it's a carrier, and I'll, I'll get into that. So his blood is precious. Now, look at the word precious. What does it mean? It means it's valuable, that it is objectively costly, or subjectively, how you see it as a subject, it is to be honored or esteemed or beloved. It is dear. That's another word people use for precious. This is dear to me. It's precious. It's, it's of my heart. It is honorable. And it is more than just more than more precious, most precious, and it's had in the reputation. So those are some of the words that are that are spoken, and that's out of Strong's Concordance. This is all going to be in your notes, right? Um, Strong's Concordance. And so this word, precious, it's valuable. But what is he saying? So here's the question: When do you realize that something or someone is precious? Sometimes it's not until it's threatened or challenged, or lost, or it's needed, or it's stolen. We have devalued people, places, and things in our lives. We have devalued the, 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 the relationship that, God, that Jesus has paid the price for. Much of what we have in life, we've lived such an entitled way that we don't recognize what's really precious. And that's why hay and stubble and all the things that are going to be easily burned up have had more value in our lives than the things that matter because we did not count what we have that God has given us as precious. That's why you worry over your children, because you're not esteeming properly what God is giving you. When you know what the blood of Jesus says, you will cease and desist from worrying about your kids or your this or your that and all of the other stuff. But this is where it comes from. I'm worried that I'm going to, you're worried about your health because you don't know what you have. You have symptoms on your body, but you have truth in your body. You seeing this? So we have to do a, a change of perspective because sometimes it's not until it's threatened or challenged or lost or, or whatever. And so here's the funny thing. This is a quote from Brother uh, Dr. Kenneth E. Hagan. Sin makes the blood of Jesus precious. Why? Because you need something to redeem you from it. And laws and legislature in the earth doesn't redeem you from sin. You can say it's a crime to kill, but it don't stop people from killing or doing any other thing. It's a, it's, it's a crime to sell certain type of drugs. It's a, crime to do, it's a crime to kidnap people. It's a crime to do that. Yes, it is. But do you notice that the legislation of sin does not stop people from sinning? But there is a way to stop it, and it's very precious. As you and I come into, in this season where we're in right now, we need to know this. That's right. That's right. We need to know this. We need to tap into this on a level we never have in our lives because we've just been kind of floating. We're Christian. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We're saved. Oh, yes, we are. What does that mean? I don't know. But it don't matter. I told you so, right? Okay. So, no, <laughs> that's not where we can live. We're this way. We have to keep going. We're going to have to live with the knowing, the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding, and the insights 
of the preciousness of the blood of Jesus. This is awesome. His blood is precious. Why? One way is in its power to redeem us from sin. Oh, we need to know that. But what does that mean, Lord? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let's look at the word redeem. It means to release on receipt of ransom. You've got to let them go. Okay? It means to redeem or to liberate by payment of the ransom. And I don't mean when they call you, the kidnappers, and say, drop this off at the you know, bench under the bridge at the park or something like that. This is called rescue. This is, oh, sure, we'll meet you there and we'll take you down. It means to make you free, to liberate. It means to cause you to be released to yourself um, by payment of a ransom. In other words, you're free to be who you are instead of who somebody says you are. You're free to be who God said that you are. It means to be, that's the word, the word redeemed, to deliver from evils of every kind. And look at those last words, internal and eternal. External, forgive me, thank you. Internal and external, the ins and the outs. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. And we say of the Lord, he got me. He is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my Savior. I'm saved on the inside, saved on the outside. That's what we get to say. By this blood. He does an inside job and an outside job. Let's keep going. Okay. You, this is what the message is. When we talk about the preciousness of the blood of Jesus that was shed for you, then you've got to understand that that's what translates to what you're worth to God. Okay. Now, his blood is precious. Heaven has set a standard for what his blood is priced at. It has no price, if you will. It's priceless. The value is so high, you can't put a price on it. Got that? But you are worth blood to God. I am worth blood to God. You're worth the blood of God or the blood of Jesus to God. The blood of his son is what your price is. Now, this is the truth. This is the truth that must be seen. This day you rise from the places that you have thought that you were. Yes. And you rise to the value that has been set for yes. on you. Yes. Hollywood can't set it, baby. Fifth Avenue or Ninth Avenue or 20th Street, Wall Street, stocks, bonds, this, that, and the other. The opinions of the, the boy that you like or the girl that you like, they can't set your value. God has already said it. And you're a lot higher than you thought yourself or allowed yourself to be. You are above torment. You are above all of the noxious fumes of darkness. There is a light that shines through the blood of Jesus that shines on you and through you, in you. You understand? And there is a power 
This is the first part. You are worth blood to God, the blood of his son, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition, the bloodline, the habits of your fathers and forefathers. No, no. You've been redeemed from that bloodline. You understand? With the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, wrinkles, dimples, whatever. He smooths it all out. You've got to get this. That's why you're going to study this for yourself. And you will mutter this and you will pray this. And these are the exact notes that you will have. So you will have this in written form and you'll be able to write on it, highlight it, add your other little notes, pray in the spirit and get the get this message through. This, when you come back here next week, doing what you're supposed to do this week, you will have a new face. Hallelujah. You will have your game face on. Hallelujah. We got this? All right, let's keep going. We're almost done. All right. His blood is precious. Oh, there's more. In its power to cleanse us from sin. Ah, okay now. You know, I'm, I'm cleansed, but I'm just. And all the high drama stuff or low drama stuff that happens. Let's look at the word cleanse. It means to literally clean or cleanse to make you clean, to purge, to purify, to take you from physical stains and dirt or utensils or food, a leper, to cleanse by curing, to remove something by cleansing. And it also means to be free from defilement of sin and from faults. Now it's getting interesting. To purify you from wickedness. To free you from the guilt of sin. To purify. To consecrate you by cleansing or purifying. To consecrate us, to dedicate us, to pronounce you clean as the priest, the Levitical priest, used to pronounce people clean. His blood does that. The blood of Jesus does that for us. Glory to God. Now, let's look a little further. You are, as the Levitical priest, pronounced clean. And I know the apostle will get into that, but, but a leper or, or whatever, whoever it was, they had to be pronounced clean before they, by the priest before they could come back into society. The blood of Jesus pronounces you clean. Scripture. 1 John 1, 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. That's the translation of that word, pronounces us clean from all sin on the inside as well as the outside. Oh, I know. We have to think on this. Let's keep going. His blood is precious in its power, see, power wash, it is. It's precious in its power to wash us, the power wash of the blood, to remove the stain of sin. Many of us walk around, I've heard this from a few different teachers, but we walk around still stained on the inside because we didn't know that the blood of Jesus is capable of doing 
We've read it, but the scripture talks that the blood of bulls and goats could not remove the stain. It could remove the sin, if you will, and it was an offering for sin. But what it couldn't do was remove the stain of sin, the remembrance of sin, the ways of sin. That's why they had to keep giving the offering because they were sinning. But the blood of Jesus removes the desire and frees you up from everything that you thought that you were stuck with. This is where the, the breaking comes in the bloodlines. This is all these things. He says, I'll take the stain, the memory on your soul can be removed by the power of his blood. To wash, because the means to wash fully, to have remitted or to pay the price to wash off or to wash it away. In 1 Corinthians 6, verse 11, it says he was talking about some of this and some of this, and he said, and some, such were some of you, but you were washed. That's right. That's right. You were sanctified, set apart, but you were justified. He's arguing with him. No, yeah, you say this, and yeah, you say this, but you were washed. What? You were washed. You were sanctified. Do you get it? Were is. This is that. They say were because it already happened for what you are. You are because you were. You got this. Because of what he already did at that time. You were washed. At that time, you were cleansed. At that time, you were redeemed. You're just coming into it. So this is that for you now. That which already has been done is now yours. Okay? You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus, and you were justified by the Spirit of our God. This has already happened, but now as you realize it and receive it, then the truth of what that is is now to be seen in you. Can you see how this connects? It's already so. But when we receive it, we activate it. That's why I said that what he did was for one time and for all time, but what we do with it is not one time. This is what we do until the truth is seen about his blood. Everything the blood says will be seen through us. Okay? We are continually, and this is a little ahead, but we continually implement the truth of his power. This is what we do as priests. We use the power that is given to us to build upon what Jesus taught, what he did, and what he provided. Okay? So such were some of you. That's 1 Corinthians 6.11. Washed also means to, be, to bathe the whole person. And it's used to refer to the bathing or washing of a dead person, how they would clean the body for ceremonial burial. They would clean from head to toe, wash the body, clean out the cavities, whatever it is. Okay? And to cleanse or to cleanse blood out of a wound. And he's saying here, to, to what blood? The infection is what they're talking about. To cleanse the, the, the contaminated, to cleanse the, the dried up and the stuff that's blocking, the scabbing, to clean it out of the wounds. And the reference here is Revelation 1.5, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins. But what did he use? His own blood. 
in his own blood. That's Revelation 1.5. He washed us from our sins in his own blood. He cleansed, he loved us, and he washed us because love is synonymous with the washing. <laughs> it's synonymous. It, it, it's a part of, it's, it's one of the components, if you will, one of the, part of the cellular structure of the blood of Jesus is the love of God. Your sins are not just covered. Now the atonement is powerful because it means the atoning blood of Jesus does some, a different kind of covering. Okay, You are washed. You are cleansed, free of all sin by his blood. Why am I saying you? You, 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 you. Because it's for us, us, us. It's for me, me, me. So do you understand? But this is how he said it. You were. Your sins are. This is what the, what the word of God says. This is the message to all of us. To whosoever has an ear to hear. By the blood. Hear the voice of the blood of Jesus. Your sins are not just covered. Meaning that they're covered the way they were under the old covenant of the Old Testament offerings. Where they covered the sins. But the sin capacity to sin was still abiding in you. He says no. That's not the covering that you have now. Now you are washed. It is annihilated. Removed from you. So that you no longer have to follow the pattern of sin Romans 8 that the law of the spirit of, of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death you don't have to sin if you don't want to you can have it removed your capacity for it your propensity toward it and all those other big words that speak toward I like it I like it I like it you can lose the taste you can lose the taste you got me. You can lose the taste for it. It'll go away from your tongue and somebody tries to give it to you. You go, no, no, I can't have that. I don't want that. You get that away. That may as well be a plate of worms. I ain't eating it. That ain't spaghetti. <laughs> got it? All right. So bring it home. It says, this is um, the scripture, Hebrews 7. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost. Man, that's yeah. way beyond yeah. just being saved. That's breaking the tape and keep on running. Okay? Okay. Those who came to who come to God through him, since he always lives, there it is, to make intercession for them. For such a high priest was fitting for us who is holy, he is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners. And has become higher than the heavens, who does not need daily, as those high priests did, to offer up sacrifices. He doesn't need to do that. First, for his own sins and then for the people's. Why? That's what they had to do. They had to do the performing of the sacrifices for their own sins and then for the people. And we do that in the sense that we want to be cleansed before we teach before we touch that everything about us is cleansed before we do what we do but he said he doesn't have to do that every day because he did it once for all when he offered up himself he washed us covered us cleansed us free of all sin with his blood one time for all times and we can appropriate it as needed it is no longer needed 
meaning not that you'll never need it, but that it's become such a part of you that it, it, it shows the truth of it. People, you know, you won't be tempted to do. The temptation might show up, but then you're free of it. And another temptation, I mean, there's always a temptation to do something. But the more that we let his blood operate, oh, I got three minutes. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, the more that we got three minutes, the more that we have three minutes. <laughs> it's okay, actually. I'm right on track. Okay. So he says, these sins, okay, once, this he did once for all when he offered up himself. Got it? Y'all got this? Okay. All right. So here's our final. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Last slide. Amen. And it is so.